Welcome to X-Men Evolution, episode 18 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. I'm Rod, and I didn't think of an intro for this one. I do music. Look me up on the internet. You'll, you'll find me. I also talk about music. And I'm JC, and I just got an outdated driver warning on Norton as this was recording. But I'm also <laughs> probably exhausted by the time this goes live, because this is going to be just after I do the 25-hour weekend of Extra Life. So that's a thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I yep. probably showed up to that. I'm planning on it, at least. Yep, we'll I find might, out. I, I might wrangle in some neighbors that you know, too, to come by if see yeah. they're down. Cyclops is waiting for me as our weekly podcast series. We are going back and watching every single X-Men animated episode that we could find along with some bonus episodes. Our first series started out with the original 1992 X-Men the Animated Series, which built up to the release of X-Men 97, which was supposed to come out this year, and it's not. At least not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. or I guess, I mean, this is only a week or two in the future, so... Yeah, it's only like two weeks, so... It, sh- it shouldn't be out yet, but I don't know. Weirder things have happened this year. 2023 bingo card has been the weirdest one yet. Don't say that, motherfucker. You yeah. just jinxed us so bad. I don't even think that's possible anymore. And now, now you're just testing the fates. <laughs> right. Some quick reminders. We're a recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago. There will be spoilers. If you don't want to spoil for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. We are currently not sponsored by or affiliated with Marvel, Marvel Animation, Disney, or Disney Plus in any way. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media app at Cyclops, IWFM Pod, on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter, because fuck calling it X, and Facebook. <laughs> And of course, make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast service and give us a rating there because, Rod, I have not checked our rating on a podcast service in probably about a year. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> even though we say it every week. Hopefully it's good. We're pro- like, Watch us be like at a one or something. Watch uh, us have like a five star. And we're like, where'd uh, that come from? Oh, I did log into my MDB account, though, for whatever episode that was that we said we were going to try to rate and see if we raised the rating. I don't know if yep. we did it yet or if mine even counts because I don't think I pay for my account anymore. Oh, yours definitely doesn't count. They don't give okay. a shit about you. You're worth a percentage of a percentage if you're not paying for IMDb oh, Pro. Okay, Come on. Yeah. Okay. Now into the show. Today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 5, titled The Beast of Bayville. And I know last week you were, you warned me, like, oh, the title's going to spoil this. But the way this show's been going, I was like, this is an episode about Gene. You know, you don't, we don't know. Because, like, remember all those titles that were, like shadow of a something oh like when it was survival of the fittest and not apocalypse yes yeah Yeah. the one has shadow something in it right and it wasn't kitty like shadowy past or shadowy past yeah 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 Yeah, and it was a wolverine episode (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't know it aired october 27th 2001 currently sits at a 7.1 star rating on imdb actually this is funny i didn't know that's when it aired i should have figured out the math but i was gonna say like this doesn't do any good for the time you're listening to this but as we're recording this this is very close to halloween weekend like couple days I mean, it, we're literally recording this on the 25th so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like i was like oh this is a this is a great halloween episode yeah just and we fucked up I, yeah <laughs> just just take yourself back to the, back then well didn't we fuck up the christmas episode for x-men 92 we were like three weeks off or something like that i want to say we were cl- yeah we were closer to like valentine's day or something it was it was definitely post New Year's. I know that <laughs> Christmas is all year round. Three sixty five. God damn it, Rod. <laughs> the episode starts with Spike making an eraser car while Beast lectures chemistry. I can't remember if I actually ever did this, but I do remember it, I, and I can't remember if I saw it in real life. People doing it or just the, in the eraser car. Yeah, with like putting yeah. thumbtacks on the side of the eraser. I remember doing stuff with like thumbtacks, but I don't think I ever actually tried to like drive it, like push it yeah. down and make it do anything. And it definitely didn't do what it did in this episode where he put it like when it made it go down a ramp and then they hit Kurt. Yeah, it was too perfect. Those thumbtacks, well, the eraser is made of rubber. Right. Like, is, is only friction. Yes. Okay. <laughs> on all sides. Yeah. yeah that, okay. Yeah. So we're saying the same thing. Like I did that, but it didn't work yeah yeah i can't i can't even think if i have even tried it though i think i spent more time fidgeting with the end that was supposedly gonna erase ink and never really did it just like mm-hmm. ripped your paper in half yeah and i think that was like a four-year battle of like surely they can't keep making these things if they don't work well <laughs> they they've definitely continued doing that for 30 I, more years so say, are they still making them now do people even write in school anymore i honestly don't know because i don't i mean i don't i'm not like raising any kids in school and stuff so like i I, I've been really out of touch of what's in the school experience right now. I feel like people have like tablets and laptops at this point. Like I think the default is to not actually have pen and paper at this point. I mean, I I was already like not diagnosed ADD in school, so I guarantee 
if I had like an iPad in front of me, I never would have paid attention to shit. So, and yeah, don't a lot of schools issue like Chromebooks or something? I've definitely seen it. So to add on to that distraction list, I was at Adobe Max a couple weeks ago and Google was there and their big announcement was that every Chromebook made by them will have Adobe Express default installed on it. So that's definitely going to help kids attention spans and it has Gen AI on it. Every, everybody is just going to be furthering their like YouTube and or TikTok careers from school instead of actually learning at that point. I mean, it's like, I guess if you have the career, then you go for it. But also like there's some basics you should probably still learn in school. It's just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like, you know, in, in our generation, like some of us learned how to do PowerPoint and other ones didn't. And then like you could very easily tell like who knows what they're doing in PowerPoint versus who is just like suffering through it and it's just the most basic shit on screen so yeah so i don't know if this was this way everywhere but in my school i i was picked out so it was like me because i was asian and then a bunch of kids with glasses were like picked out of the group because we were they're like oh, were you, were you probably... also wearing glasses at the time too oh yeah i was blind so you were glasses. asian with glasses okay yeah. got it yeah you were you were a shoe <laughs> And they pulled us out to learn Microsoft Office. It was mostly PowerPoint. And they were like, this is so advanced. Meanwhile, none of us could do anything in Excel because they focused on PowerPoint instead. Kind of, yeah. I guess it was like the flashiest thing. Yeah, now now AI just does the Excel spreadsheets for us. So anyway, I thought it was interesting because you brought up this topic in a previous episode of just kind of in passing. And I don't know if they're planting a seed here, but Beast is lecturing about stable and unstable molecules. I know that's a real thing. But it seems yes. intentional to bring up in this property, you know, yeah, because of their outfits and stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think the, the team was really thoughtful in this one because, you know, even going back to the worst field trip ever in season one, everything kind of like was correlating to change and instability and mutation and stuff like that. So it felt like a very conscious decision for them to do it. Mm-hmm. And some, some some other skateboarding kids who I guess are just playing hooky. Um, yeah, they're they're just straight up not going to class. <laughs> yell at Spike through the window. I guess they knew where he sat, but also they no one else heard it. Which is also very ballsy because I feel like you know I don't know about your school, but if there was somebody yelling from outside class, one teacher would have freaked out. And especially because we the school I went to at least at that age was like one story, so everybody okay. would have known. It was, it was kind of like the whole wall was giant windows you know yeah we were we were technically three-story because the bottom floor was like half basement level but like yeah you would have been yelling at a wall full of of classes (laughs) like they because they were high up so they were on the second floor so that means whatever was below them also would have heard this yeah so cartoon logic you know Uh, also even kids are idiots yeah even steven acknowledged that anytime we were like so what about that and he's like oh cartoon logic yeah plot armor and so he quickly gets a bathroom pass i guess beast is the most trusting teacher ever i i feel like when i was in school we had to like state an entire like legal case to get a bathroom pass because they knew we'd do shit like this private school especially like you're getting you know read your miranda rights but then it's like evan's asking for the pass and it's like it's not like hank isn't gonna realize he's not coming back like it's a very poor plan i guess he figures like that's a future me problem yeah yeah (laughs) That's tomorrow Evan's issue. And then Beast does his chemistry experiment in front of everyone. Which basically just lights a fire. Yeah, I was going to say, it just explodes. Yeah. So he goes to close a window, I guess, maybe to see it better? Because otherwise, usually our teachers open windows for chemistry experiments. No, he 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 said the phrase, like, you should see how brilliant it looks in the dark. Okay. Uh, yeah. So when, as he walks over the window, he actually connects eyes with Spike yep. on the ground. And Spike, he's like, I'm already in trouble. So he just leaves yeah if you're already in trouble fuck it right yeah right (laughs) yeah again future Evan problem and right about then beast kind of curls over in pain looks like if you didn't know better you'd think he's having like uh like a stomach flu or something or he's gonna throw up i i i viewed it as heart attack i thought he was grabbing his chest and then at one point as he's like bumbling out of the room he's like grabbing his arm which isn't the whole thing if you have like a heart attack your right arm goes numb and shit like that i don't know we probably shouldn't have heart attacks i feel like at one point I knew that information and then it I was before it. you got hit in the head by the giant speaker. Right. Yeah. And I've forgotten it since in a time or at an age where it'd probably be more useful to know that information. Yeah. When we're both <laughs> over 40. Right. Yeah. Yo, have you looked up those lists of stuff you need to do at the doctors over 40? It's not fun. 
no, I'm just going to trust my doctor. <laughs> I, got, I, I, got, I got the first doctor's appointment after turning 40 in the beginning of December. And whatever they say, oh, no. thank, yeah. thank God I got insurance is all I'm saying. Right. I'm just talking about the processes themselves. I'm like, oh, man, not looking forward to that. I'm just going to um, get drunk before going to the doctor. That's what I think for one of them, we can't. Great. I mean, probably all of them, preferably not. I don't know if any doctor would like recommend getting drunk before a physical. <laughs> Only the coolest fucking doctor <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> Listen, if we both get through it, then let's do it. So he, he like runs out of the into the hallway, goes to the bathroom, tries to like splash his face with water. To me, this and I don't know if, if other people have like physical issues and stuff. This is familiar where you start throwing sinks. Well, just that he's been through this before, so he has his routine. He knew exactly where to go. He's like trying to like cool down and stuff, and he's reciting poetry. I think that was the biggest thing. Like you know, specifically, like that was Hamlet. Was a ham- okay. <laughs> that one. So so there's three times where a beast recites, you know, prose here. Yeah. And the first time is Hamlet. The other two times in the episode are both Macbeth. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Yep. Yeah, it, okay. So it's all Shakespeare. Then. All Shakespeare in this one. Yep. Because to like people who haven't been through things like that, I think it might come across as a kind of silly like character stuff. But like if you're in those episodes, it's a common way to kind of deal with it personally. If you have like anchors and stuff, I don't, I'm not a therapist, but I'm familiar with it. So it, you, you see that like this is something that was like a, not a new thing. So he's not necessarily surprised by it happening. Just the timing <laughs> It's not good timing. Yeah, he's more so I got the vibe. He was frustrated about the timing rather than as being a surprise scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that's why he rips the sink off. Which I've only ever seen drunk people do at bars, never a guy in physical pain. And usually it's because something hits it, right? They are they able to, like, rip it off physically? Uh, we were in New England, and there were people who were definitely on steroids and cocaine at certain bars. So <laughs> okay. the combination, that, that sink is yeah. fucked. Yeah. and But he rips the sink off, and he throws it through a wall, right? Well, they did the thing where he throws it at the camera, and that's, like, our cut to the... To the animated okay. open. Yeah, the intro. I, I feel like where he was standing, it would have been perpendicular to the door or one of the stalls is how okay. it looked like it was positioned. Okay, so I don't so think he threw it full on through a wall, through but he definitely damaged something. So. Gotcha. So, he, so when he ripped it, that's where ripped the hole in the wall. Yep. Yeah, and then the, the intro happens and once again we've talked about how, like how interesting it is having an animated show with cold opens because then it like leaves you wondering for the next 25 seconds like what the hell just happened well more than 25 seconds because remember it would always be cold open animated intro and then usually it would cut to a commercial at times like that i wonder if if you were someone who watched this in real time when it was airing let us know if that's how it was because i know show, some shows went either way i hated the shows that did what you just described like if they had something then an intro and then or even sometimes it's just an intro and then right. the commercial yeah I would like murder full, someone full house used to do that all the time i remember <laughs> it would literally be full house where it would just go into the intro and then go straight into commercial i'm like what the fuck did you just right. do to me i don't care i know that i know who plays danny tanner i know who plays uncle yeah. jesse <laughs> and we know the song i guess th- their thinking was probably like at that time the theme songs were like full like minute and a half you know, like yeah. songs and stuff. But and the still, intro was enough of a hook to keep you, I guess. Or yeah. it, was, it was like a long enough time period to cut to commercial. But I don't know. It it was annoying because you didn't get anything new at that right. point. But when we come back from the intro, Principal Kelly is like putting the caution tape up on the hole yep. in the wall into the bathroom, and Risty is asking him about it. Well, I think that was the door frame. It wasn't. Oh, was it the door? Yeah, I think the oh, whatever okay. he had thrown had like jacked up the door frame, but I think it was still the full door frame. That as is, I'm doing hand motions yeah. on an audio only podcast, yeah. that makes so much more sense because I, I I thought it was a the hole in the wall. It's like man, he did so much stuff. Okay, okay, so it, he just ripped the sink off. So that that seems to make a little bit more sense than I mean. We always talk about like what is the level people are freaking out in the show because like earthquakes, scoreboards falling, and nobody cares. Like. Yep. I just figured like a hole in the wall. People are like, oh, it's Thursday at Bayville. Blob yeah. through a locker. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you got to like wonder what threshold does random damage happen where they're like, is it us? Is there something wrong with the school? Like, <laughs> right. It's kind of like living in Sunnydale in Buffy where yeah. it's just weird shit happens in our town and nobody seems to move away and everybody's right. okay with that. Like the survival rate of the majority of teenagers in Buffy's world is so microscopic like whereas like in a normal you know town it's like oh maybe one or two kids there's like you know the the awful drunk driving accident or or something happens but it's like when a quarter of your class dies every year that's not a normal thing 
Yeah. Is that how like the rest of the world sees America <laughs> with like homicide rates? They're like, why do you guys still live there? This is normal for us. <laughs> One of my friends like was doing their like backpacking across Europe to find themselves trip, you know, like when you do after college. And I remember people asking like, aren't you afraid of traveling alone? And they were like, well, statistically, I'm more likely to get killed by a serial killer in the States than backpacking alone in Europe. And I was like, huh, well, that's, that's terrifying. That yeah and then kurt and kitty are talking and kurt is like yeah it was like really weird and you know he thinks that mccoy was the one who actually had had destroyed it he's the only one who really suspects it and kitty's kind of like in denial because he's the coolest teacher ever i think kitty has a crush i think kitty has a crush on a lot of people honestly (laughs) because everything kurt's speculating and observing is not not true right like he left class at a, doing something weird and also is like the buffest adult at that school. And is missing. And is missing. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he came back and everything was kosher. Yeah. So Kitty is like, oh, I can't be Professor or was it Professor McCoy. Did they call him professors there? I can't remember. I just I can't, all my notes say beast because that's how I like clock these characters. You know, I didn't write that down. And now that you're it's one of those things where if you'd asked me without biasing the question, I may have had the answer. But now I'm just like, I don't know if I'm thinking it because it's legit or thinking it because you planted that seed. I think I'm going to go with Professor McCoy because yeah. like in a rich area. And that's the only thing that would make sense to me. And them saying McCoy, mm-hmm. unless it's Mr. I guess. I just yeah, thought all that it's all Mr. or Professor. It's yeah. definitely not just McCoy. Then we catch up with Spike. He's skateboarding outdoors with all the friends that he was playing hooky with. By the way, I just want to point out one thing I think is really interesting in how I write down notes for the show and how you write down notes for the show. Uh-huh. You tend to mention code names and I tend to put actual names. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, so two things. In 92, whenever I wrote real names or like government names or whatever, they never mattered. Oh, that character, they don't exist in Marvel. <laughs> like, okay. Oh no, I just I just mean people like like yeah. Spike, like cuz I wrote Evan, Evan whereas yeah. you wrote Spike. Yeah, and then there was and there was like a couple episodes back where I could not remember Spike for some reason, so I just kept writing Evan, and I don't know cuz usually it is like this because I I identify more because usually their code names like correlate with their powers and stuff so i'm like able to yeah. visualize them so same, yeah same thing with like beast like they haven't said that at all this is supposed to be a surprise to people new to the x-men or, yeah you know. i guess if you've never read a comic book before yeah yeah so yes spike is skateboarding with all the friends he was playing hooky with and he overhears beast at an outdoor like it looks like a either closed or possibly abandoned amphitheater outside it looked a little bit broken down but yeah closed I, I, I think it may have just been because who the fuck is at an amphitheater on like a Wednesday afternoon. Right. So it was just like, oh, it's not in use because nobody's having a concert at this point. Yeah. yeah. And no security. That's yeah. and, and the no security is kind of why I thought maybe it was abandoned because they said like wander in. Yeah. But it's also if like if it's at like a park and not like uh-huh. the L.A. Bowl, like I could totally yeah. see like that just being a thing that's okay. sitting there. And he's echoing through everything and if you've been to the amphitheater like that then you know that those are structurally designed to amplify <laughs> in the amphitheater the audio that when you're on stage like for like an opera singer or something so if he's like loudly reciting shakespeare it's pretty much exactly what that theater was engineered for is to, right. to project all that so spike he overhears it and he's like that sounds familiar and, and that and like i said this time he switched from hamlet to macbeth okay yeah yeah yep. macbeth. and He's trying to like, I guess, like soothe himself because he's still kind of dealing with his episode. So it hasn't like gotten better. He just like ran away, and he kind of, he, yeah, he gets attacked. He doesn't get hurt, but he gets attacked by by Beast. Yeah, he, McCoy does that thing where it's like one arm on each side of somebody, so they're like trapped, yeah. but he hasn't directly like grabbed them or put his hands on them. But it's you know, it's it's effectively an attack without causing direct harm so yeah and then he kind of comes to in time because he's like i am assaulting a child and i'm a teacher this is not gonna play out well he probably he didn't want to do it anyway he's obviously like fighting some like feral instinct and spike immediately is like i'm sorry for missing class I love that this is where his head went to. Like, that's what's happening. I I could see it. I <laughs> yeah, could yeah. genuinely see that being his reaction, honestly. Yeah. And Beast is just like, it's not that. Give me some time, you know? And so yep. Spike gets away. Then it cuts to Spike getting home to the mansion. Yep. I don't know. Have we seen the address to the mansion before in this show? 
No, but it is the comic accurate address. Okay, I thought it was super specific for them to yep. show it full frame. What was it? 1407 Great Malkin Lane, Bayville, New yep. York, 10032. So the only thing is, I believe that would technically be Westchester as opposed to Bayville. But is Bayville real? Are we? Have we talked? I forget. If, I, I'm, I'm only asking because I'm. I didn't know if we've talked about it before, and I just forgot. We looked up where there was like the public school, the PS school. Yeah, Bayville, New York. Bayville is on Long Island, which is oh, not yeah. where this is. Because that's a different than Westchester. Yeah, because Westchester White Plains. It's just north of New York is where that zip code is mm, okay. so it wouldn't be bayville although the bayville side would start to make sense considering we talked about like the cliff side and the water and that shit yeah, too and the the beach and stuff or but the east coast beaches still don't look like that but i guess yeah, no. to be close to water and whatever <laughs> yeah bayville exists but is yeah. normally westchester white plains yeah this is like a mixed location that's it, an awful phrase rod well i guess it's like a what's it what's the word is it, it's like a less severe version of springfield from the simpsons yes it's meant to be an amalgamation of locations yep. instead of like a specific city instead of like quahog in family guys like a very specific which is place. a which is a legit city yeah, yeah that's what i mean yeah it's like yep. it's a very specific place anyway yep. the package is made out to to kitty this is another th i guess i guess everybody knows where they are because they've had parties there and stuff i was going to say like they're not doing a very good job of keeping things secret but i guess but there have been people there before it, it's like they also need to get mail. I feel yeah. like it would be weirder for the post office if they never delivered anything to this address. Yeah. Well, I just thought maybe like under different names or something, you know, because like, well, you know, both of us know influencers and like famous people and stuff and they, they get stuff sent to them under different names. Their Amazon packages aren't sitting in front of like their apartment or condo. It's true. I knew <laughs> what I knew what Freddie Prince Jr. used to check into hotels under an oh, alias nice. when we were at WWE together. Wow. No, I won't say it out loud, but yeah. yeah, it was always funny because he would go up and say it, and there would definitely be people who would recognize him, and then this alias would be used, and they would be like, and he would just like kind of nod, and then they would check him in. That's so funny. Have you watched Ted Lasso yet? No, it's a too happiest show for yeah. me, Rod. This is the happiest kind of show I'll enjoy. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but you may be surprised how much you like it if that's the reason you don't want to see it. It's not, it's not very... I'll just leave it at that. It's I don't not, know. It seems too pure of heart for me. It is kind of pure, but they get they get pretty real in it. But there's, there's an ongoing joke in there that they don't ever explicitly explain, but I think that most people are able to figure out through context clues, or if you just already know, where there's like one character who's part of the soccer league that always leaves a ticket for anybody like his partner or family or something. And mm -hmm. he just keeps referring to like, you know, there's always a ticket for Rue the McIntyre if you want to come see a game. And right. I don't know if other people who don't know what that is like catch that or like, why would there be a ticket for Rue the McIntyre? Yeah. So, so he picks up the package, goes inside. Then we cut to the, di which I, I was like, this is obviously the danger room because now we've just been conditioned to know anytime there's like an unexplained adventure going on. Yeah. They're in the danger room. Yeah, if it, if it is too wild a space, you know it's the danger room. Because they're not in this sci-fi space yet. They haven't, like, done Mojo no. Vision or anything. No. So they're, like, in this, like, hybrid sci-fi world fighting, like, flying orbs and defending themselves from it. And mm -hmm. they're also going to a very clear goal. So it's very danger room-esque. Yeah. Um, I put flying metal balls. Yeah. And they're all going to, like, one specific platform with, like, a lever. And was it Nightcrawler? Got there first. Got there first. Rogue gets hit. Oh, in the back kitty i thought like I, I i thought got hit but then i remembered she phases through it it was kind of a terrifying image though you know because like even though you know she phases it still gives you the image of like a ball bearing going through a human woman this is like what you were talking about in one of our our other recent episodes where like certain story points like give you anxiety yeah. <laughs> because you're like oh if she fucks this up yeah, yeah. and rogue was the only one that actually got hit and yes. she's she's down Everybody else makes it to the platform. Nightcrawler gets there by kind of cheating. Like he, he it's his power. It's That's his power. literally what he's supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but he was like running the rest of the time with the group. And but I guess that was like to establish like they could all, like he was like helping people up there and stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, you kind of find out that they, everybody was supposed to like be paired up. And Scott goes back to help Rogue. And who's not happy. She's <laughs> fucking pissed. I guess she wants the group to succeed. Or she's just upset with herself for getting hit. I think it's a mix of yeah. like, she's upset because she got hit. But also, you know, what we, we find out is that she basically lost her partner because yeah. Evan no-showed. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah. that, that was probably what it really was. She was trying to like make a point. <laughs> yeah. And Scott's like, you know, no man left behind. So he like puts her over his shoulder and carries her, and she's she's embarrassed by it. Yeah. She straight up does not want to be carried. <laughs> and we have to add on, like, it's been confirmed now by Steven, like, she has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. So this is probably extra, like, no, play it cool, because she's the goth girl. And they just miss getting to the platform in time. Right. And then Storm comes down and scolds them for not getting down, even though it was her nephew that wasn't there. Right. But I do <laughs> like how they were like, you know, they praise Scott for, for saving. They praise the restraint on Kurt for not just hitting the button. And yeah. Have you ever played the game Left 4 Dead? Mm-mm. So Left 4 Dead was like a zombie apocalypse game and you had to get from one end of the map to the other. And at the end, you could like leave without your teammates if you wanted to at like the telltale end of it. So like I very much had like a Left 4 Dead moment (laughs) of like, oh, Scott chose to try to save everybody, but still failed the mission. So and then Uh, Kurt didn't hit the button and say, fuck you, stay behind. And as they're kind of like reflecting on failing the mission, which it sounds like this is something they have to do like every day until they get right. Yeah. That's, that's what I got out of it, too, is like, you're going to keep doing this until you nail it. And so they're leaving the danger room, kind of reflecting on all of it. And then that's when Spike arrives. He's like, I'm ready. Did I miss something? He's like, you know what time it is, dude. Yeah, because <laughs> he he took the time to get into full uniform. Yeah. <laughs> everyone yells at Scott on the Scott Scott. Everyone yells at Spike on the way out. That That's called a Freudian slip. Rod. Right. <laughs> everyone yells at Spike on the way out, including Storm. Yeah. And it, she like she went hard on it too. She was like, "Yeah, well, you kind of made a habit out of this, and nobody can count on you." And it's like, "Oh, that's great morale booster, kind of reality check for a for a fifteen year old." That's and I know the feeling too because when you're at that age and you hit that rut, some people it's like their whole personality, and some people it's like a stage. And for me, it was, for me, it was I feel like it was more of a stage. I guess the adults in my life back then could tell me if I'm wrong, but when you're in that stage where like you're just trying to like kind of do your own thing, but you're letting everything down like so it's like, yeah. like the school down the team down the friends down so like you're not it's kind of what's the saying when you're standing in the middle of the road you get hit by traffic in both directions L- literally <laughs> ne- never heard that ever yeah. before i'm gonna put that into a not northeast thing okay but it's just like he's not even like being a better teammate by skipping school or whatever he's like literally right. just like missing both and his friends that he skateboarded with, we didn't see a whole lot of, but they don't seem like the greatest people either. When he was getting attacked by beasts, his friends were like, what's holding you up? He's like, a gigantic adult who's like feral right now is attacking me. That's what's up. So yeah, they all get out of the danger room. The package is sitting on like the kitchen table for Kitty. And she she's like, oh, it's here. And she pulls it out. And I was like, is that a Devo hat? And then she puts it on. I was like, it's a Devo hat. It's a square Devo hat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. instead of being like the circles, in yeah, the with the yeah. the concentric circles, yeah. it was just like an. It was a it was a pyramid Devo hat, and it was awful. Scott's trying to be nice, but Kitty's like, I have an. He's exam trying up. so hard to be nice to her for this, <laughs> and and Kitty's like, I have an exam coming up, and this is supposed to stimulate brain power. Is stuff like that still a thing? Because I remember this being a huge thing in the early 2000s. I remember in college, we would pool our money together to get all these gadgets that were like too good to be true, you know? Weren't there like the bracelets that had magnets and it stimulated blood flow and shit like that? And there's probably still a bunch of it that's just on like our Instagram feeds that we just have learned to tune out and ignore at this point. There's gotta be way more gadgets because now it's easier to advertise to people. Yeah, because I remember specifically me and my dorm mates, this is, once again, this is like 19 year old Rod and his friends logic. We got that thing that was essentially like a tens thing, you know, like for muscle stuff. Yeah. But they advertised it as giving you an ab workout without having to work out. Now thinking back on it, it's like, mm, teenager or not, you know, barely over teenagers probably should not be putting like electrical devices on their stomach. Yeah, literally electrocute <laughs> your stomach and that's your ab workout. Yeah, yeah. It didn't work that way. But no. yeah, I, feel, I feel like there was like a lot of that. So it was kind of like not a QVC, but that like after hours infomercial gadget stuff you know and so this seemed right along the lines of that well it's kind of like it became a store in the mall that was called like as seen on tv yeah and then i think all those stores like turned into as seen on tiktok in the last like five years are they really i dude i guarantee you i've seen one somewhere in like yeah. burbank or something like that that was literally like as seen online or as seen on tiktok that's great i remember at least before the pandemic i don't know if it's still there the santa anita mall like right near la had a made for TV or as seen on TV store with the logo and everything. That was the last one I saw. And I haven't been, I've been back there, but I haven't like looked for it. Cause I never need anything like that, you know, like, and also why would we go to Santa Anita? I actually kind of like that mall, but not for the as seen on TV store. Okay. I'm, I'm usually there to like get some cool food and like go to Daiso. Okay. 
if you if, if any of you are from an area that doesn't have daisos and you visit an area that has a daiso go it's delightful because either okay you like question it, what's a daiso because i legit don't know oh you never been to daiso it's, no someone's gonna murder me for this but probably oversimplification Think of like a five below or a dollar store, but it's Japanese. Okay, then maybe I have been into a die zone. I just didn't know the name of it. There's also here in LA, there's like three, I don't want to call them knockoffs, but like not as famous as Daiso's. That's essentially the same concept. So it's like, imagine like an American dollar store or five below, but like a little bit nicer. Right. But also things are kind of bizarre. I remember going in there once and you could just buy inflatable breasts. Makes sense. And it didn't even suggest what to do. It wasn't like this is for dress up or this is for adults or whatever. It was just like these are what they are. Find your use, you know. And I have this game I play with our mutual friend Swoop where she loves Daiso as well. And I'm like, let's translate what they meant. Because it's always like Japanese English translations or someone. I don't know who's in charge of the copyright. Like not the copyright, but the copywriting. Yeah. on products and stuff sometimes it's just like aesthetic words like it's close but not always like there was one that was i think it was like a pot holder like a silicon pot holder or something it had a picture of a black cat that's why i picked it up initially because it kind of looked like lucy and the cat was like pushing on the a pot or something and i was like swoop what is what's your guess <laughs> She's yeah. Like, okay. And she's looking at this 30 second like voice memo. Okay. Here's my guess. It's a pot holder, but it is also like a grip for a pot in case your pets want to push it over. Anyway, that's the kind of stuff you find at Daiso. Doesn't she also have a black cat you were saying in a previous she, episode? She has four. Yeah. That's why we so she's So she's the queen of the black cats. Yeah. Got it. So anyway, it, it's a, it's a, it's either like, and you also find a lot of useful stuff there. I don't want to like make this a long ad about it, but either it, it's either, not an ad. They're not paying a shit. No. You could. Yeah. Either you go and it's useful because I find useful stuff there all the time or you go and it's just delightfully humorous of what kind of stuff you find. there. I found a bumblebee costume for Lucy, like my cat. OK, I was going to say you like, have to so, specify now what a yeah, bumblebee yeah, costume yeah, is. For yeah. My cat and stuff. And that's not too bizarre. But just think about like <laughs> other places that you just see it retail in bulk somewhere. But it's also very nice. And you get like you can get your like Asian snacks there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I, don't, I, I I like I like going there, but I have to be careful because you spend a lot of money. Oh, and also everything's like I, I forget what the the tr- the conversion rate is. It's because it's all in like I think yen. If that's oh, the denomination, because you know everybody knows what their yen conversion is as they're in that store. Yeah, so in America, in the American stores, they actually have charts up on all the shelves. So they're like, when the price tag says this, this is what. It is. So actually, right. it says like everything here is this many yen, mm-hmm. except for these. So right. you can just guess everything's like you know a couple bucks. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, so San Antonio Mall has a made-for-TV store. Where were we on this? It's the next day, and oh. Evan bumps into Hank at school. Yeah. So back at school, Spike runs into Beast, and Beast apologizes. I like how Spike was like, well, I'll be... I won't skip class this time. And Beast yeah. like, that's not it. And then he walks Evan over to the trophy cabinet. Right, And right. reveals that Hank was a student at Bayville and was also a football player. And I guess important enough to have a photo in the trophy. Did they, yeah. did they actually say quarterback? I don't know if they said that or not, but like it was something important. No, he was just a star player. But he mentions that he specifically only was there for three of his four years because it sounded like he, he really fucked around on his freshman year. Oh, I didn't put that together. I, yeah. I just assumed it was senior year. There was something that they said that gave me the impression it was specifically like he got his act together as opposed to falling apart after okay, the fact. Gotcha. Oh, that, yeah. that makes sense logistically. But it was yeah. kind of like one of those, like, I, you know, I was you at this, you know, but now you're at this, like, crossroads where you could continue and be more like me or be like alternate, you know, universe. Yeah. You become you, Dark Beast. Right. <laughs> and he, he, he hands Evan a piece of paper and is like, just do me a favor and learn this Shakespeare passage and we'll call it even. Which I love teachers like that when I was in high school. I remember I had this physics teacher that he had this thing called Super Science Saturday. and Of course he did. Yeah, and he was great. I mean, that literally sounds like the principal from fucking Goofy Movie. Right. But what was really cool about this was he let us make up any work for the whole semester on that day and we could work as groups. Mm-hmm. So like if you had problems with your physics or chemistry homework, everyone would just show up on a Saturday and there would be like donuts and stuff. And then you had, I don't, I remember it being a full day. Who knows? It might have been three hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, you know, everybody could help each other in homework and stuff. But it was like one of those, like, as long as you show that you're trying at some point or because you're a teenager, you're going to fuck up. If you can, like, you know, dis- the show that you can 
catch up at some point, then right. it's fine. So that's essentially what Beast does here. He's like, I understand. Learn this thing. I don't know. And we'll discuss this later when it comes to play. If this was purposeful, do you think it was kind of like the sun's getting real low type shit? Say, yeah, with Black Widow and, and Hulk destroying an olive branch out there for himself with someone else, you know? <laughs> I, I think it was coincidence. Okay. And it ended up being an anchor. And maybe he picked it just because it was an anchor. So he knew it comforted him, mm-hmm. but not with intent of Evan being the one to bring him back. Gotcha. I don't I don't actually know if he knows that Evan is one of Xavier's students. So the only reason I assumed that he knew was because he, he seemed to know something about Scott. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of assumed that maybe everybody at that school just knew that this group of kids yeah. like were at that institution, you know, whatever. And they're always the ones that are like military things for some reason. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. And Jean yeah. has been like has missed like 90% school days. <laughs> but she's still the star player on the soccer team. Right. And another sport we'll find out soon. Oh, right in this scene. Yeah, right so, here. Beast also, I guess. Coaches girls hockey? <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily coaching or if it was just like okay, their gym class. class. That makes more sense. Okay. Because yeah, Gene can't do two sports in the same semester. That's <laughs> absurd. Yeah, that makes more sense because the right about then, one of the girls that I, I do, it was that Taryn or was it some other girl? No, I, Ter- I didn't pay attention. And I just Taryn assumed- is so painfully generic that right. unless they say it's Taryn, I don't know it's her. Same. So I like, I, I just assume if they feature a girl that's Gene's age in a scene, it's probably Taryn. The name Stacy, possibly okay, a Stacy. That that makes sense too. It, it was some girl that was playing roller hockey with with the with Jean's team and stuff, and she loses control. So it makes sense that it wouldn't be the actual team. This is like a gym class, and she's like Mr. McCoy or Professor McCoy that neither of us can remember. I think uh, I think she she actually said coach. Honestly, oh, I think she okay, said gotcha. coach. You know, catch me. But he's in the middle of having another episode, so he turns around, and I guess to her it probably feels like he's not hearing her or ignoring her and stuff. But he's doing his best to try not to, like, eat her head, I guess. To this point, we still don't know how bad it gets for him. Like, if he just yells at someone or if he, you know, well, we saw he ripped off a sink. But, like, would he actually become, like, bloody violent? We don't Hopefully. Know. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's why he's a teacher amongst a bunch of children. Right. <laughs> School doesn't do any background checks. Jean actually sees it, too. Like, she's now aware that something is is yeah. going on. Yeah, she's her, her psychic. <laughs> intuitions coming yeah (laughs) and then he like turns and just like straight up growls at her and i believe that's how it cut to commercial too yeah and he he, like physically grabbed her too granted she fell into his arms but like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a gentle embrace yeah so it comes back from the commercial that's where he catches her and then evan immediately like runs in is like nice save great job (laughs) please don't murder my classmate i love that yeah it's like i don't know how to explain this to anybody else and then gene comes in and also kind of helps to diffuse the situation yeah it's like oh yeah it caught him off guard a little bit which i could kind of see i remember i don't know how you know teachers are these days and stuff but i remember being a kid in school and like you know you're surrounded by a bunch of kids driving you crazy all day teachers also shit every once in a while i remember my home ec teacher once just like bursting into tears in front of class and i didn't understand it then now i was gonna say what did you do I don't even think it was like any one person. I just think it was like seventh of eight periods, you know, that's enough teaching kids how to make cheese soup yep. with them all yelling at you and stuff. I had one where it wasn't me, but the kid behind me in a class was falling asleep and the teacher just yelled, Carl, duck. And I ducked and he threw the wood backed eraser over my head and hit the kid in the head. Oh, jeez, Is violence still allowed in school these days? I'm, I'm assuming not. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was never allowed. It was just looked away on. Yeah. Now, the, now, if if there is a violent teacher, people are picking it up on camera. So it's right. it's it's more known now if it does happen. I remember when I was in high school, I had this the geor- my geography class. I forget what period it was. It had to have been maybe like after lunch or something, you know, something where like for that whole semester, I was always dead ass tired. And I thought for the whole semester, I was being so stealth and like just, mm-hmm. you know, doing this like leaning on my fist you know with my arm on the book like kind of dozing off and stuff until like the last week of class and the teacher is just like kind of goofing on everybody and he's yeah. like here's my impersonation of rod and he did it's like oh no <laughs> i i legit thought you were going to tell me that the teacher walked by and just like knocked your elbow out from under you <laughs> he just let me do it all semester and then just goofed on me <laughs> oh that man did not give a fuck at that point you know what's wild though was he he was also our basketball coach of course he was it's surprising that he wasn't he didn't like knock my arm or anything because he had like that bobby knight style i don't know if you mm. remember him of yeah. coaching where he would like throw chairs and stuff i caught one of the chairs at a basketball game so 
it would have made more sense if he would have done something physical in class, but I guess, I don't know. He just thought it was funny. Sounds like a real healthy environment for learning. Oh, we... We don't talk about those days. I think, I think there would be like a lot of, I don't know, maybe maybe someday we want to do an exposed podcast or something and talk a lot about the school days in the 90s. I think we've been occasionally just doing that throughout this series so right. far. So Back at the mansion, Spike is actually giving a good effort to trying to learn the Shakespeare passage. But really bad at it. Yeah. Well, we haven't clocked him as the most like academic yeah. person in this series yet. Then Kitty shows up with the Devo hat and... She's like, whoa, you should try this. And he's, he's like, you really think that stuff works? And Kitty makes the point that I was going to make before she said it. It's like, listen, I can walk through walls. We've seen weirder shit here. Yeah. Why not? I'm like, you know what? Good point. It's actually a legitimately good point. I hate <laughs> that it's a good point. I guess the only argument I would make would be like, you would, you would probably find something more effective within your circle of acquaintances and friends than a mail order product. You know, because like the rest of the world doesn't necessarily know about all this stuff, but you have two literal like psychics in your midst, not to mention all the people you've run into on your like little adventures and stuff. But her literally. Yeah. Yeah. And he decides to give it a try. Then the doorbell rings and he Mm -hmm. keeps it on. I guess he's taking it seriously. He really wants to learn the Shakespeare passage. And it's Hank McCoy. And And Gene answers and he has to see Professor. That's when we find out that Beast had been there when he was a teenager as well. And well, that Xavier had reached out to him, but he never really accepted the help. Yeah. And I also wonder if that was part of, you know, I fucked around too much here or something. Right. And he thought like he got he got his act together. He figured out like the serum that is like kept him stable. But yeah, he might have been in that like weird rebellious year of like shit's going on, but I don't want anybody helping me or touching me during it. Yeah, that's bad phrasing. Yeah, I kind of I really like this story because we are the story point because in 92 and evolution, we always joke about how everyone rejects joining the X-Men and we almost never see what happens. And now we see I mean, besides like them becoming villains or something, you know, or like almost are thinking they died and come back or whatever. Right. We're actually seeing the journey of someone who didn't take the help. And then it's been like, what, 10, 15 years later or something, maybe longer, maybe 20 years later gotta be at least 15 years because yeah. you know it's a little hard to tell what beast's age is because like you know he has a it's not like silver fox hair but he's got like a grayish blue hair so it's like mm-hmm. is he 30 or is he 45 like right, i yeah. <laughs> i actually can't tell his age based on the character design yeah yeah it's because it's animation and we also know like you know logan's on the team we don't know how logan's been there we have storm on the team we don't know how long she's been there and Storm, you know, she's cool Aunt Aurora, so she's got to be at least... Late 20s? I would say early 30s. 30, because, like, yeah. her sister has a kid who's a 15-year-old. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So she's, like, 35 at the youngest, in my mind. I think this is a kind of a cool nod, too, to, like, a multiversal inflection point, because since Beast was in the original team, in the, like, the comics and stuff, yep. this is kind of like... What if he decided to fuck off? So he's coming back and he... Well, let's let's actually get into that for okay. a quick second. Because one of the things about this episode is talking about Beast's origin. Beast was a member of the team and he was just like big and strong and like wide and stuff like that. But he actually doesn't turn, you know, blue until almost 10 years later in real time. It was mm-hmm. debuted in the 60s and 63 and he doesn't do an experiment that turns him at, at first it was gray and then eventually he went to blue. I don't know if that was a character choice or a, a like printing choice yeah, of yeah. why they chose what they did, but it was nine years later when he had like left the X-Men to go work for the brand corporation. And that's when he became blue. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of not similar. Well, similar time frame. Like it's like much later, like he right. was a teenager when he manifested. Exactly. Which makes me think, like, I guess that's why he's the coach, because he's just, like, naturally strong. Yeah. Uh, and he was a former star player there yeah. and stuff like that. It kind of lends itself to it. And it's like, oh, sweet. He's really athletic and also smart. Yeah. Let's do it. So Beast and Xavier are alone in, like, the study or something talking. And that's where Beast gives the exposition dump of, like, you know, I know I turned this place away years ago, but, like, I really do need your help. And he talks about the serum that he created to help suppress, like, but I don't know if he necessarily knew that the physical manifestation was going to happen, but he had this like internal feeling that there was like a feral this. Yeah, you know. he he literally says there's an animal inside of him. And then Xavier decides, well, I'm going to probe your mind with your permission and sees a gray 
beast running around yeah. inside his head. And he's like kind of skinny and like more sharp looking than the one we eventually see. It kind of reminds me of the design of Sabretooth when you saw like inside Sabretooth's mind and ins- yeah. or the Wolverine that was inside Sabretooth's mind in X-Men 92. Yeah. And <laughs> I love how Xavier immediately nopes out of there. And yeah. Yeah, he doesn't even try. He just yeah. sees it. <laughs> he straight up says, there's nothing I can do. And I, I like, I'm starting to hate this version of Charles. I'm not going to lie. Like, I do not like this Charles. I just thought it was funny. It's just kind of like, I can help you open the door. Like, nope. Nope. Good luck with that. But the... the <laughs> if he, only there was footage of Xavier using his wheelchair to go into a room and then oh, just yeah. instantly spins around and goes back out. You could re-edit the reel from this week. Yeah, yeah, so we could have all three. We could have, like, Xavier, Wolverine, and Abraham Simpson. Yep. Like, walking in and walking out. (laughs) Yep, yep. Perfect. And then Xavier explains, like, the only way to keep that, for lack of better words, beast inside is through your own, like, personal restraint. But Hank has lost that control because he's relied on the serum. So I guess it's kind of like losing strength in your muscles if you're, like, crutching on something. Yeah, Hank just says he's feeling worn out at this point yeah so that's why his whatever defenses he had have worn off and it's also kind of like if you've ever taken a medication and you stay in on the same dose for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. it's diminishing returns on on the effect of that medicine yeah or even just like you know when in various things when people especially in the 90s growing up and stuff people you know telling you like when you exhibit like any personal traits or whatever and people are like i'll just suppress it it never works no no it does not <laughs> you end up being yourself eventually then we have a lab montage with surprisingly like subdued music i was gonna i was expecting like full-on like survivor you know from rocky or something like, like push it to the limit or uh, something yeah, like that the, like lightning sounds and stuff and this was just kind of like scientific pop music i guess <laughs> you know but it was just a lot of like vials stuff and then the zoom ins and the the transparency with Beast's face, and, and then he drinks it. Yeah, and then we just hear a bang, but it cuts over to Principal Kelly's office. So a Beast was doing this in the school lab, which I guess makes sense because that's where he'd have a lab. That's where he'd have access to all these chemicals yeah. for with zero oversight. Yeah, and then also we learned that I don't know if this was just a plot device or if it's supposed to imply something. But Principal Kelly is there. They're like way after hours because this was like dead of night. It looked like I got plot device out of it. Okay. I I feel like and I mean, dude, I'm even like playing through Spider-Man Two right now on PlayStation, and there is a scene early on in the game that takes place in Midtown High. And there are teachers and people there. Like, there's, like, six people there after hours. And not like, oh, it's, like, 3.30 in the after. It's like, no, it's fucking nighttime, and there's, like, yeah. six people in the school. So I think it's plot device. So I was just wondering if there was, like, a- any of these sus adults at the school after hours all have, with, even if they're not nefarious intents, like, just other things. Like, Beast is there because he's making a serum and trying to, like, hide that he has this, you know, right. animal inside of him and... Principal Kelly, maybe Apocalypse, maybe Senator Kelly. We don't know yet. He has some ulterior motive. Maybe Here's, Sinister. Right. He's Sinister. Or knowing this show, I don't know. Jubilee? Who knows? Whatever. They're just throwing random things. <laughs> I can guarantee you it's not Jubilee. <laughs> right. Because she gets left out of everything. Anyway, so Principal Kelly goes to the lab hearing this bang. And then they do the horror trope where he looks into the lab and sees nothing but destruction. Well, you did, you did jump over one part. There is the quick transition of Hank going blue. Oh, okay. You, yeah, do, yeah. you do see that quick. And it was like, it very much had the American werewolf in London vibe oh, yeah. of That's how the transformation. It, 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 it was the most werewolf version, like from a body shape perspective, I've seen of Beast character design. Gotcha, yeah. And so when, I almost said Senator Kelly, Principal Kelly, goes to the lab yeah does that horror trope of where he sees just destruction but nobody in the lab and then there's like it's not a hand like usual but like beast face just pops up from under the door and yeah. scares him i mean it is it is every jump scare that have made like markiplier and pewdiepie's careers on youtube so right yeah. <laughs> and then beast runs after kelly through the school hallway finally principal kelly gets to like behind a door and is able to stave off beast long enough to pull a fire alarm Mm-hmm. And after Beast punches through the the, the door too, yeah, and that's kind of like uh, was it like the Shining? Was yep. it Shining? Yeah, here's, here's Johnny, Johnny yep. but with his fists. I guess I don't know. I mean, he's got claws, so yeah, yeah. yep. And Beast pieces out 
Probably just because I'd imagine when you've gone like full animal like that, the noise probably sucks for your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Loud, the like the high pitched like, yeah. whirring and stuff. It, whirring. That's not the right word. I knew whirring. what you were going for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then Kelly leaves, which I felt like Kelly left that room way too quickly. Yeah, right. Without checking to see if he's still there. And also, I don't know if you picked up on this, and this was just an interesting sound design choice. The alarm only went off for like 15 seconds, and then it oh, just stopped. It just stopped straight up without oh. him turning it off or anything like that. Like it just stopped blaring that quickly, which is the worst fire alarm ever. I, I, I'm just picturing this like fire department, police department being like this school again. And they just like hit off and ignore it. <laughs> see, I, I got it as like, oh, oh, uh, must have been a false alarm. It's already yeah, turned yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, and then Kelly does see the lab coat that was left behind, and that I know that reveals that it's Hank McCoy. I do think for such a huge accusation, it's a real jump to conclusions. We know it's Hank, but like, how do you know he just wasn't murdered by this blue right? thing, or yeah. someone just ran in to use the lab and threw that coat on or something? But and the only reason I say that is because in another scene, the news is reporting, or is that the next scene? That's the next scene. That's okay. The next scene. I love how you have notes in front of you and you just keep jumping to the next scene and you don't yeah. know it until you say it. We talk about my memory all the time. This is my fault, everybody, because Rod was watching the episode a little bit earlier than normal and I had to come back from picking up my comics. <laughs> so that downtime in between has completely fucked him up and then Discord was acting up. Yeah. So I, I, I take full responsibility. Today. I was just talking about even just reading what's directly in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, so the next scene... It's the news report, and they're full on just, they're not even saying suspected. They're like, it is Hank McCoy. They're yeah, looking for him. You get state of emergency, reports of a wild beast, and then Kelly just straight up accuses him. And so it goes on as like this, uh, presumably like nationwide manhunt and stuff, because it, it's like a, an animal, or they say animal, but like whatever they think it is, it's like someone that was violent that works at that school in a place with like children. So they're not taking it lightly. Logan is like, oh, based on everything that's happening, it looks like he's headed north. And Xavier like calls everybody together and is like, all right, cool, let's get him. We don't want to hurt him. Mm -hmm. And so Kitty and Jean are in a scrapyard and they find Beast, but don't capture him. They just see him running through. So they radioed everybody else that they're going to pursue him. I have pretty minimal notes for this. I pretty much just says like Beast attacks them. Jean hits him with a car and then Wolverine arrives just in time to fist fight him. Yeah, that's I mean, he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and. I like how Gene throws a car at him and he's able to like toss it back kind of scenario. Catch. Like he's pretty damn big. Yeah. 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 They play and it didn't scratch him. And then Gene force pushes him back into the crevice that or indentation that he made from getting hit with a car, which was uh, very similar to the, the indent that rogue was yeah. in the Sentinel attack in 92. Yeah. Body shaped holes like Looney Tunes when they fall through like a cliff or something. And yeah. And that's then he runs away because he's like, I don't know what she is, what she's all about, but I don't want any more of that because it was like twice, you know, like he tried fighting back once. He's like, OK, learn my lesson. Spike says, like, I know where he's going to go to try to clear his head. Yeah. And then just runs off, but doesn't tell anybody else <laughs> the information, <laughs> which rogue now, <laughs> but also out of nowhere from this episode, they all have these really weird stick communicators. I was trying to think if they, those ever... were not shown anywhere else. Those were brand new. Don't I was worry. I think if they had communicated other ways in the past, other than just like vehicle radios, the only other time where they would have been like dramatically split up would have been the rogue recruitment episode. And I don't feel like we saw them communicating yeah, back and forth to each other. They were like, catching up to each other and then splitting up yeah. again in that and that's, one and that's why there was all the confusion yeah with like who was where and stuff then we catch up with the other group which is storm nightcrawler and rogue and they happen to be at a place where beast is running through so they end up chasing him through an alley into a warehouse and only note i have here is cyclops blasts beast through a wall like they're not being gentle with them they're like we don't want to kill him but it looks like they want to kill him so before <laughs> right before that though you see that beast is climbing up and and kurt hops up onto the roof, he teleports up there, and then he gets tackled through a roof. Oh, I don't think that Kurt is that durable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he we didn't actually see him fall in that training episode with Boom Boom. We haven't seen him being that Like that off of a yet. building onto the hard ground? Yeah, no. Yeah. no. He got rescued in the last episode. So. Well, he landed into water and stuff. But yes, Scott shoots him through <laughs> a wall. So, And these kids, none of them know him yet. I mean, they know the teacher, but they don't know his mutant like levels right yeah. like if you did that to somebody who's built like us they would turn to jelly 
Like, Gene throwing a car at him should have ostensibly killed him in most circumstances. Yeah. Like, you don't know it's the juggernaut. The juggernaut, yeah, yeah, throw every fucking car you can at that guy. Yeah. But this guy, what if he's just a dude who's blue? Yeah. Yeah, just imagine, like, half the scenes in, like, The Boys, or or I'm I'm assuming Gen V or something. You know why I was not prepared for it? Was it season two or three, the premiere, with that couple having sex? And... The, the guy basically was Ant-Man. Yes. Goes into, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I feel like the entirety of The Boys is not a show you're ready for, Rod. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the whole show is great. But whenever I think I'm clocking it, I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Still wasn't expecting it. Let me know when you're caught up on Gen V. <laughs> okay. Because there's a particular episode I'm really dying to hear your thoughts on. I, I am ready to be surprised i don't know if that's a thing but like i i I don't now i just expect all the unexpected from that whole world back at the outdoor amphitheater spike goes in and i already started typing the notes of like beast is huddled in a corner i was wrong he was hanging from the roof yep comes down and he's still feral so he he starts to attack spike again and wolverine continues to poorly fight yeah he wolverine tackles him and then my next note big old fight the rest of the X-Men show up. It's just everybody's powers. He gets pinned under a pillar and stuff like that. And that's when Evan decides, shit, I'm going to use Macbeth to save the world. So that's why I, I was wondering if like it clicked with him. He's like, oh, he gave me this passage because either purposely he knew something was, it was something that would calm him down or subconsciously he was like, like you'd mentioned, it's comforting to me. So it might be comforting to you. And so it right. kind of like paid it back. Well, especially because he was having that conversation with Evan right before around like, you know, this is your opportunity to get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And maybe that was a part of what helped Hank, because we know it's his anchor, is reading and Shakespeare and stuff like that actually helped him out all those times ago. Yeah. And so Spike reciting Shakespeare calms Beast down enough for Nightcrawler to teleport Xavier in and Xavier to start talking Beast down. I thought this was an odd choice. This... It was a weird transition, right? I'm almost certain this was a cut for time thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you're more familiar with like TV and like timing and stuff. But it definitely felt like we got to cut 30 seconds or something, you know, or commercial runtime or whatever. Yeah, because then it just fades into the next morning. It was was very (laughs) abrupt. And the kids are watching the news and they've doubled down. The news is doubling down on the search for Beast and they put up Hank's like human photo basically just calling him like you know public enemy number one yeah yeah yeah. then we see beast in another room talking to xavier and he's calm but he's we're assuming like permanently blue now yes and also like he was buff before he's a full-on gorilla now like more than the beast in 92 like the arms are huge dragging on the floor his feet are hands so it reminds me a little bit of Sabretooth's post-enhancement form. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there was, remember how we were talking about how there was, like, skinny Sabretooth? Yeah. He looks like he's built, like, buff Sabretooth now. Yeah, and even, I would even argue, like, more so, because his arms are, like, the size of, like, a torso, like, Kitty's torso or something. Right. Like, they just, like, are the length of his body. Let's be real. Kitty is also <laughs> a teenage girl in the early 2000s. She right. She's petite as shit, okay? Yeah. And we learned then that Beast's, like, true life passion is teaching, which, right. man, that's a shame To that I feel like there's a ve- very small pool of people who that's our actual, like, life goal and stuff. That when, that those are the people that we need in those positions. And now he's physically unable to. And so he's like, he's coming to grips with basically kissing his dream job goodbye. And, and Kurt is like trying to like encourage him too. He's like, no, it's fine. We could like, you know, we could, we can make you look like anybody right now. And yeah. you're, it's okay. Cause you're in the one spot where how you look doesn't matter. And like, Hank is like just very defeated from, from yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. And I love how Kurt originally was like, yeah, we can, you know, professor can make you look human. And then Hank's like, to what Hank? Yeah. Public enemy number one. And also that, you know, we, we know even with Kurt, that comes with its, like, wrists. Because it only changes appearance and not, you know, yeah. it bumps up against him or something. Yeah, the fact that Kurt's tail can still pop out, you know. <laughs> and also, like, Hank is, a, like, a coach, too, and a PE teacher and stuff. Like, there's a lot of occasions where, like, he had to, gra- he had to like, catch students in this yeah. episode alone. So there's a lot of stuff for, room for error in that. But then Xavier brings up what... I, th- I feel like it was kind of obvious the whole time. It's like, well, just become a teacher here. Because in episode one of the season, Logan was like, we need more teachers. <laughs> right. And this is and this is 
good because this is the spot where the teachers or sorry the students know so it's kind of a no pressure scenario like if anybody's going to be a dick to you here there's going to be a bigger problem we all got to deal with and i also wonder since we're still in the world where the the rest of the world doesn't know about mutants i wonder how rare it is to have adult mutants especially like out adult mutants because what you've you've seen so far from an adult perspective is had he grown up Forge would be an adult by now. Logan, Aurora, Mystique, Magneto, our theory about something with Kelly and Hank. Mm-hmm. And I guess kind of Juggernaut, but he's been like... And Juggernaut, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like seven adult mutants. <laughs> right. And like at least double that amount of kids just in this one location. Yeah. And that's including... And, and your in- count was like all the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about everybody we've seen talked about. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of a... Besides the trauma hank had to go through it's kind of a win-win at the end of the day that you have a teacher who has been through all of the things that the kids are going to go through and have gone through and is also in a place where they are specifically safe and they could also be on the team and stuff Mm -hmm. so this is a cool introduction episode but there's like a weird little tag at the end where scott finds the pyramid hat in the trash yeah, and he's like, ah, failed your exam, eh? Or didn't work? And he's like, no, I aced it. He's like, why'd you throw it away? He's like, no one told me how dumb I looked. And I was like, did someone need to tell you? Yes, because remember <laughs> how dumb the shit we saw people wear in two thousand was. And there's yeah. no better example than the pair of sunglasses that like were famous in that era, where the bands went like onto your like scalp and not on the sides. Oh yeah, they kind of look like alien. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And those were like the hot shit then. I remember too when TRL was a thing, being up in Times Square at the MTV store and I bought this jacket I thought was like, oh man, this is so cool and it's timeless. I don't even know how to describe it. It was nicer than windbreaker material, but it was still kind of that like polyester, you know what I mean? Like the slick, plasticky look. And instead of the the zip up, instead of going straight up, it was like, it went diagonal. Of course it did. Across the neck. So like it just was impractical as when you unzipped it, it just, it, it wasn't any easier to get off or on. <laughs> Rod, I had multiple colors of New York Yankees hats. I don't even watch baseball. It was like how all of us had those what were the big puff jackets with all the different sports teams on them, like both college and professional. Yeah, that I didn't do. Man, what were those called? Because they uh, had that one big pocket in the front. Bad choices. Yeah. Anyway, Kitty would rather fa- she said she would rather fail her test than look like she did with that hat on. Yep. And then that's how the end of the episode. Well, there is one last thing. Xavier does come in, introduces the newest faculty member, and Hank embraces the name and says to call him Beast. And that is where it does it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It is not Kitty making fun of her own hat. But it was close. Yeah. It's it's all right, though. I mean, we're going to talk about the next episode, which has the weirdest secondary story. And I use that term incredibly loosely of anything I think I've seen in any X-Men cartoon ever. So we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode. So Kitty's weird hat, not bad by comparison. I actually really like this episode. I think it was like a really cool intro to Beast as like the mutant version of his character. I thought it was going to be some sort of parody of like or satire of like the Hounds of Baskerville or something, you know, like some mystery thing. I hated that I was literally thinking in my head, Hounds of Baskerville. I've legit never watched it or read it, so I don't actually know anything other than the name. Oh, I probably read it. I, surprise, don't remember it. Fair. (laughs) Or I've seen, you know, I've probably seen like a Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons that parody. I don't even know if they have. I just assume because- It feels like they would have at this point. How many seasons of Treehouse of Horror they've- I I mean, they did- fucking death note last year yeah and so it's, and it's been going since the very early 90s so i want to say late 80s well like, 89 was when the first episode of simpsons aired so it would have been 90 then so because they didn't have it first year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it's super super it sounds like something they would do but yeah it, it's I, I can't wait to see more of beast in here and you know as we get introduced to these characters that we were familiar with in 92 it's always like kind of a oh how are we gonna feel about them but i like this beast so far he's been He's been nice. I like that he has a, a past with the X-Men, the, the alternate universe. Like, what if Beast didn't join the first team? Mm-hmm. We're seeing now. And he's helping the kids. I, I'm also curious if they're going to keep him and Evan kind of tight, since they have kind of like parallel experiences, or if this was just like an introduction thing. Yeah. I think the only thing that is like kind of a little bit of a, I don't even want to call it weird, but just like unexpected vibe on this is we're now five episodes deep into the season, and the only members of the team 
who we've heard called out by name are Boom Boom and Bobby. Mm-hmm. And is like I don't even think they at this point they've called him Bobby. He just got called Drake, Drake in the yeah. in the last episode or two episodes ago. And it wasn't um, even as a character; it was just like an annoying yeah on his car. <laughs> so it's a li- it's a little strange to me that like we've had these new kids for five episodes, and we all and like we're focusing on the introduction of their teacher rather than a second student at this point. That's mm-hmm. the only part that's like a little bit like I feel like we should have gotten here's all the new kids hanging out episode by now. Is what it gotcha. feels like. Yeah. I know this isn't the meta reason, but in universe, I just see like Logan begging Xavier, like, please hire more adults. The kids just threw this rager in here and Cerebro got hacked. <laughs> yeah. Logan just pissed off about whatever, like like something where it's like calling out like a few names. Like the fact that there are there is a there is a character you still do not know their name from yeah. this group. And not because it was said and you forgot it. It's like literally they have not formally addressed who this character is in any yeah. way, shape, or form. That's funny. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Hopefully yep. soon enough. Because they, they've introduced them in the season. So they're just assuming that they're going to address them. I feel like they Probably. have to. Yeah. <laughs> especially by hiring Hank as a teacher. Right. So, I'll oh, stay tuned and find out. You're going to learn. Well, most of you probably already watch this show. But if you haven't, you'll go, you're going to learn with us. Or you're going to get spoiled on TikTok. Right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them into the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. All right, next episode. Yep. Yep.